Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, quick spring game reactions uh, today. Uh, the Longhorns uh, looked a little sluggish on offense under uh, Quinn Ewers at times uh, to start it off. Uh, but uh, the uh, orange team, or the white team, excuse me, uh, went on to uh, win the game rather handily. Uh, the, the orange team, uh, led by Malik Murphy, actually put up some surprising points at times. Uh, Murphy looked particularly good uh, against uh, the second and third units. Uh, Arch Manning also saw his very first action uh, as a Longhorn, throwing his first uh, completion on a quick out to Thatcher Milton. Uh, there were a couple of uh, injury notes uh, to talk about as well. Uh, it looked like uh, uh, Casey Kane in an arm sling to start the day. Uh, so the uh, junior wide receiver out of New Orleans did not participate. Uh, also, offensive line news, I thought, of, of note to uh, discuss. Uh, the starting offensive line went left to right. Kelvin Banks, Neto Umiozulu, uh, Jake Majors at center, of course. Right guard Cam Williams and right tackle uh, Christian Jones. Hayden Connor, uh, the starting left guard from a year ago, was actually working as backup center uh, for the Orange squad. Uh, so he was actually working center. Uh, that was very interesting. DJ Campbell, of course, has been reported. He's out for a couple of uh, months after wrist surgery. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Cam Williams did go down with some heat exhaustion at times today, but otherwise uh, that that was the only injury that was uh, really reported. Cedric Baxter did get dinged up a little bit uh, during the game. Other players had uh, some green jerseys on, including Jade Barron uh, had a green jersey. A.D. Mitchell, who looked terrific today, uh, had a green jersey on, as did Austin Jordan, uh, another nickel along with uh, Jade Barron, both the nickels uh, having a, uh, uh, or, or having uh, green jerseys on. Uh, as a whole, uh, I thought the Longhorn offense really had some issues dealing with the uh, front four or front three, really, of the Longhorn defense, both first and second team. Uh, Byron Murphy, uh, if, if Malik Murphy wasn't the star of the spring game in some ways, I think Byron Murphy was actually the star against the ones. Uh, anytime Byron Murphy was in, Nobody had a chance uh, to do much against Texas, against uh, as a quarterback, uh, period. And I felt like the interior, the guard, center guard, did not play well on the first unit, uh, limiting uh, Quinn Ewers' effectiveness and the amount of time he had to throw. Uh, of course, this is a zero-sum game. We've talked about this before as it relates to uh, the spring game when teams go against each other. Uh, you really can't evaluate uh, all of what you need to evaluate because – uh, was it Jake Majors and Neto and uh, uh, Cam Williams that, that was the problem internally? Or was it the fact that Byron Murphy uh, and Alfred Collins were so good together? Um, and, and I think that's a fair question uh, right now based on what I've seen. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian on Thursday mentioned uh, just how good Byron Murphy has been this offseason. Uh, like I said, take away the big plays from Malik Murphy that he had against the backups uh, and really look at what uh, Byron Murphy was able to do against the ones. And I'm not so sure that Byron Murphy right now isn't the best player on the Texas football team. Uh, I think he's that good. Uh, and if he's not, then maybe the the other guy is A.D. Mitchell, uh, the wide receiver uh, out of Georgia, made a spectacular grab. Uh, for a touchdown pass from Quinn Ewers to close the first half. But that was not, not the only really good catch he had. He had one catch today uh, on a back shoulder throw where he's actually on the ground, uh, yet still made a catch away from uh, himself. Um, 
the, the transfer from Georgia is going to be a big part of the Texas offense and take a lot of it away, uh, a lot of the pressure away from not only Xavier Worthy, uh, but also Jordan Whittington. I thought it was interesting uh, that uh, Jordan Whittington was open uh, on some key down and distance situations, in part because of the uh, what was going on on the outside with both Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell. Uh, Texas should get that look a lot this year. Uh, I think that, that that'll be the case. Uh, that being said, uh, Xavier Worthy and Quinn Ewers, probably on the prettiest thrown ball and catch of the day, uh, outside of anything that uh, uh, Malik Murphy did, was uh, Quinn Ewers to Xavier Worthy uh, right at the almost the end of the first quarter, uh, an over-the-shoulder uh, deep ball, uh, and uh, Worthy tiptoed down the sideline, got it into about the five-yard line. It was a tremendous throw and catch. Uh, one that we haven't seen much of uh, a Worthy be able to do in the past, uh, and Ewers did not overthrow him there. Uh, Ewers didn't overthrow many people uh, today. There were some timing issues. Uh, if I had a uh, critique of Quinn Ewers at this point, I would say that he needs to make some uh, quicker decisions with the football. Uh, he's still waiting a little bit and taking a little too much time in the pocket to let plays develop instead of making uh, some quicker decisions. I thought both Malik Murphy and Arch Manning made quicker decisions at times than Quinn Ewers. Uh, now, you know, why is that? I, I don't know. Maybe Quinn was trying to do a little bit more with the ball uh, and not just move the chains. Uh, but it, it's something to look for as we go to this offseason of, hey, I mean, Quinn Ewers has got the tools, but he's got to step up and make it all a reality. I think it's also important uh, when we talk about Malik Murphy and Arch Manning, they were not playing with the ones. So anytime they moved the ball, uh, it, they were doing it with the twos. Now, in, in Malik's uh, standpoint, they never, they never really moved the ball effectively against the ones. And when they did, they brought the guys back in and uh, shut them down on the goal line. But Murphy was superbly, I thought, confident with the ball, made a couple of – after Ewers, I, I thought Murphy may have – after that Ewers ball to Xavier Worthy, I thought Malik Murphy may have thrown the best three or four other balls uh, in the entire spring game. So it was a really, really outstanding performance for the redshirt freshman uh, from uh, Gardena, California. Uh, that being said, uh, the touchdown pass he had to Jonte Cook was against uh, a guy, and he also had one that was dropped by DeAndre Moore. Uh, they were both go routes uh, against a single high safety and uh, against a, a walk-on cornerback that uh, both Moore and Jonte Cook just completely toasted. Not a bad thing because he made them pay. Uh, but just want to put that out there. The perhaps the best throw uh, of the day from um, uh, from Murphy was a 20 yard out uh, to the uh, weak side of the field uh, to DeAndre Moore that put Texas in scoring position, that put the Orange team in scoring position. That was after the big deep ball uh, that he threw and, and got completed. So it was showing that that Murphy wasn't just a one hit wonder. Uh, in some ways, which I thought was uh, extremely impressive. As for Arch Manning, uh, I liked his decisiveness. Uh, he obviously or clearly did not have much time to throw the football, uh, but when he did, he was accurate, except for one high throw to Savion Red uh, on an angle route out of the backfield. Uh, otherwise, I, I thought he looked good, made quick decisions. When the play wasn't there, he took it down and ran with it. Uh, not a guy that uh, was really uh, – in my opinion, uh, badgered or, or looked shaken or anything like that, just couldn't uh, find his way. Uh, and uh, I think that leads me into the next point uh, on this. Uh, for, as I'm talking uh, with on Texas football, the rapid reaction of the spring game. 
uh, Inside Texas reported uh, all spring that the defense has been better than the offense. I thought we saw that today. The offense was inconsistent. The, at least the ones were the defense was consistent. Um, the running backs without Jonathan Brooks out there, I don't know that Jaden Blue was perfect. He got stopped on a fourth and one, which is exactly what uh, what he had, what we were worried about. He also made a nice run, so I'm not trying to pinpoint. I'm, I'm trying to say that there were there was things to like about Jaden Blue, Savion Red. Uh, I think he runs with exactly how we uh, described it or how uh, Jerry Hamilton described it, piss and vinegar, full of piss and vinegar. Uh, I think Cedric Baxter showed some stuff at times when he got a, he got out and made a nice first down on a one-cut uh, run uh, that could have exploded for more yardage. But what I'm getting at here is I, I don't know that I saw a running back that was ready to say it's my job, which tells me the job going into fall is most likely Jonathan Brooks is to lose, uh, which is not something that we, we uh, didn't already – believe or think of, uh, but it's the reality. Uh, I think more and more that, that uh, you watch the spring game, I think you'll go back and say some guys left some yards uh, on the table. Uh, I'll also say that uh, Jonathan Brooks probably uh, gets uh, maximizes those yards better than uh, any other back in the program. Uh, overall, though, I, I really think the defense, uh, I felt Terrence Brooks played well at times, although Xavier Worthy did trick him a little bit. At one time on a little bit of a crossing route, uh, he, he beat uh, Terrence Brooks. Or he beat Terrence Brooks beat uh, Xavier Worthy deep uh, on a deep ball one time. Read it right. Uh, Gavin Holmes broke up a pass to Jonte Cook that was well placed by uh, Arch Manning on the move. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I thought Jaron Thompson. He had a missed tackle today that was was uh, reminiscent of what happened to him as a sophomore, not as what he did as a junior. Uh, so I worry about that. But otherwise, uh, look, uh, B.J. Allen, I thought, had a nice game. Uh, you know, as as the second or third team safety, uh, he came up. I think he may have led the uh, entire. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Uh, uh, roster in tackles uh, on the day. Not necessarily a great thing when your safety is leading your team in tackles, uh, but it's worth something uh, to discuss. Uh, at linebacker, uh, you know, David Binda's name was called a little bit. Leon LaFau made a terrific uh uh, break up on the goal line of Gunnar Helm on a, on a touchdown, what would have been a touchdown pass. Uh, LaFowle just timed it perfectly. Uh, Anthony Hill in rush situations is a different level athlete, which is exactly what Steve Sarkeesian described. So I thought that was interesting uh, how that uh, came about. Uh, then I, I would say that Maurice Blackwell, for, for what it's worth, I'm not so sure Maurice Blackwell is not a better linebacker at this point in time 
than David Binda. Is he big enough, though, to play in between the tackles on a run-heavy team? I don't know. Uh, last piece, the uh, defensive ends. I want to mention uh, Baron Sorrell's Baron Sorrell. I think he had a sack, a, a likely sack, if they would have called it, uh, on the very first drop back uh, of the day for Quinn Ewers uh, and going up against Kelvin Banks, by the way. Uh, so Sorrell looks like he's ready to go. Uh, Banks looked really good, too. But Sorrell looked ready to go. Ethan Burke showed some signs of a pass rush, um, although the one sack Burke got was actually created by upfield pressure from uh, Byron Murphy that just totally blew by uh, Jake Majors. Um, uh, but Burke had two run fits that were really problematic. One left led to uh, the uh, touchdown run by Jaden Blue. Uh, Burke did not take on J Jatavian Sanders uh, correctly uh, and let a big gaping left a big gaping hole uh, up the middle of the field for Blue to run through. Burke was not aggressive enough there and didn't actually collapse the hole. He just kind of sidestepped it a little bit too much. Uh, so I think the defensive end is still up for up for grabs. Uh, Justice Finkley did look better uh, in uh, run on rundowns. Um, uh, so you know I, I think Texas goes into the offseason now with maybe needing uh, no different, maybe still needing to look into the portal uh, for a defensive end. Uh, quite possibly, although I do think that uh, Ethan Burke looked better again this year than he did previous year. This is so it's no different than Baron Sorrell last year in some ways. Sorrell um, still growing into his body. He looked terrific, I thought, today, uh, but it's still growing into his body. Ethan Burke's still doing the same thing. So it's not just, you know, I wish that these, these guys could just come in ready-made, but that's not what college football, that's not how it works. They don't come in ready-made unless they're, A.D. Mitchell and already been on a college campus for two years and they transfer in uh, Gavin Holmes, too, for that for that matter. Uh, but uh, over and above, I thought the defense won the day primarily, especially against the one offense, because uh, I felt like, you know, not much you can do. Uh, if I had one other nitpick of, of Quinn yours right now, uh, and I want to say this before I sign off here and I appreciate you guys listening and, and I hope that everybody enjoyed themselves out. It was hot today. Uh, in Austin, uh, Quinn, Quinn tends to force it downfield a little much when he should check down to the backs um, a little bit more often uh, coming out of the backfield. That, that's just a that's just a one little minor thing I I worry about because he's throwing some uh, incompletions uh, down the field uh, where if he takes a second and ten and and dumps it down, it becomes a third and five instead of a third and ten. Uh, and I, I just wonder uh, what Sark is thinking uh, about that and how he's trying to to correct those things and improve them uh, for Quinn. But it's definitely some tape for viewers to look at uh, as we head into the offseason. Uh, look, a couple other things to note. There were a ton, and I mean a ton, of recruits on campus. Uh, I saw some uh, big-time offensive linemen down there that were just freaky looking. There were some guys, a lot of guys from out of state uh, were in as well. Steve Sarkeesian was uh, – going up and down the sideline, taking photos with them all, uh, hanging out, uh, having a good time. Uh, interesting uh, day in that regard uh, as well. So I want to end with this. Um, successful overall spring, in my opinion, for Texas. The offense did not look as polished or as in sync as you would want it to, in my opinion. The defense is definitely ahead of the offense at this point. There's little to no question about that. Uh, what 
you know, is Jonathan Brooks enough of a factor at running back to make that change? I don't know that he is, uh, but it's something to, to look for. I, I would also uh, say that it's a productive spring. No major injuries, to my knowledge, still uh, coming out of today. That's that's a great spring. Uh, and, and you got guys a year later, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, we'll have to see how it all works out. But uh, all in all, productive spring. Wish I would have seen more from the offense today from a consistency standpoint. Nobody except other than Malik Murphy really moved the team well, and that was always against the twos or threes. It's not what you want to see. You even want to see Quinn Ewers be able to move them against the ones. So, uh, And they weren't, to be fair, Sark, Sark did uh, do a couple things. He he actually uh, uh, switched up the ones and the twos a little bit and moved. It wasn't all the first-team defense. It wasn't all the first-team offense at all the times. Uh, so uh, we'll have to see how that all turns out. But uh, the reality of it is, is that um, productive spring for Texas. Uh, wish I would have seen more from offense. I think the defense is ahead of schedule. Uh, that's that's Texas may have something to hang its hat on, uh, and uh, if they can get uh, productive uh, like they did at production out of Ad Mitchell, and that opens up stuff for Jordan Whittington on the inside and Xavier Worthy on the opposite side, and then you add in Jatavian Sanders. I still think that this is a, a team that is very, very talented. Uh, certainly the most talented team from top to bottom Steve Sarkeesian has had in Austin. All right, uh, that's going to be it. Uh, I'll, me and Jerry Hamilton. Jerry was sitting with me today at the game. Or at the game. Uh, Jerry Hamilton and I will uh, be talking again tomorrow morning to do a rapid reaction piece. Uh, I'm going to get his thoughts. And we're going to collaborate a little bit. So we'll see you again on Sunday morning with another episode of On Texas Football. Uh, just a reminder. Uh, one thing, if you want all of the information on Texas football that you can get, please subscribe to InsideTexas.com. Uh, right now, four months for just ten, uh, for just $1. It lasts till tonight, till the end of the night. It's an introductory rate. Uh, please consider a subscription. All right, that's going to do it for Bobby, uh, for myself, Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football. Book them. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.